When we speak of the Paschal mystery, there are many things that are included within this. The Paschal mystery, that mystery having to do with Easter, or with the true Passover. And the mystery meaning these great events of the faith that have been revealed to us, and that were carried out for our salvation. What's included? Our Lord Jesus' passion and death? Also his rising from the dead. Also the event that we celebrate today, his ascending into heaven. Also the event that we'll celebrate next week on Pentecost, his sending of the Holy Spirit upon the church. All of these things are encompassed within the Paschal mystery, which is the center of our faith and which is made present to us every time we come to Holy Mass. For our Lord Jesus within the Paschal Mystery conquered sin and death and Satan. And he rose from the dead, the first fruits of the resurrection, into which he intends to invite each of us and indeed the whole creation. And then he ascended to the Father to be seated, to be enthroned as king over all, over earth, over heaven, over the entire universe and so to begin his rule. And then as we'll celebrate next week, his sending of the Holy Spirit and fully giving birth to the church. And so this day, part of what we celebrate in the Ascension is his enthronement, his rising to take his throne as king, and no earthly throne where he could possibly be overthrown by some sort of enemy, but heavenly throne, far above as St. Paul tells us, every power and authority and principality and dominion, every one that we could possibly think of, whether human or spiritual or supernatural, above all, everything is under his feet. Now, we might wonder where that puts us. In order to think about where that places us, what it means that our Lord Jesus has already been enthroned and is already reigning, we might want to look to the example of the hobbits. Many know the works, the three books, The Lord of the Rings, especially because they were made into movies. And if we think to the third movie, after all the great battle has happened, after that great danger has been faced, and as it turns out, the victory has been won. The Dark Lord Sauron has been defeated, the ring has been destroyed, the true king, Aragorn, has been enthroned. Well then, everything's done. The victory's been won, right? Well, there's something that happens in the book that doesn't happen in the movie, which is that after all of that, after the huge battle has been won and evil has been defeated, the hobbits go home. They travel back to their homeland of the Shire, and there they find that things are not right they find that an evil group has taken over their homeland, is tyrannizing the hobbits, is destroying the land. And so it is that they find that although the great victory has been won, yet it needs to be implemented, as it will, in the smaller parts. The Dark Lord has been thrown down. The king is upon his throne. But this kingship, this victory, this kingdom needs to be brought to bear in all the small parts. And that is essentially where we find ourselves 
in the place of these four hobbits, having returned victorious and finding that there is still work to be done in their homes. And so let's consider three words that we find in one way or another weaving through today's readings. And those words are knowledge and power and action. With regard to knowledge, what do the characters in a novel or an adventure ever know about what's going on? Not much, right? They don't know much about what's going on. Well, how about us? We know quite a bit, actually. We know our Lord Jesus. We know who he is. We know of his great love for us. We know of his presence with us. And we know that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, and no one can withstand his power. Not only that, but unlike the character in any novel, we know how it all ends. As St. Paul says, it's good for us to know the hope of the call to which he has called us, the riches of the glory of the inheritance that he has for us if we follow him faithfully. If you turn to that last couple, last couple chapters of the book of Revelation, you find out how it ends. Spoiler, we win. And the thing is, we also know the general plan. We know the kingdom as Christ explained to his apostles during that time. We know how this is supposed to look as it unfolds in our lives and the lives of others. There's just one thing we don't know. We don't know the exact timeline. We heard the disciples ask Jesus to tell him, to tell them, and he said, sorry, you don't get to know. This is up to the Father. So that much we don't know. But all the rest we do. We have a great deal of knowledge we still have the excitement of finding out day to day exactly how this story is going to be unfold as we walk with Jesus toward final victory. So that's our knowledge. With regard to power, actually, if we have that much knowledge, we perhaps have even more power. We know that we hear weaving through these readings truths about the power of our Lord Jesus and how he has power over all, and there is nothing, nothing that can defeat him. But there's something else, and that is that the disciples we heard were promised power when they would be baptized by the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit would be sent upon them. And in this way, we find ourselves rather like those returning hobbits, for we know that the hobbits in general were small, and simple, very sort of rural kind of people. But the hobbits returning had had incredible experiences. They had fought in the greatest battles. They had walked with kings. And they returned back with skills and experiences and also confidence that made them far different than any ordinary hobbits. And so it is with us. Except sometimes I think we have no idea when we have been baptized and united to Christ, when we have been adopted as sons and daughters of God the Father, when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the Holy Spirit is there to be with us, to teach us, to guide us, and indeed to have us live out the gifts that he has given to us. We are no ordinary hobbits. We are made to implement the kingdom in our lives and in others. And if we don't know it yet, then we just need to wake up 
and to see what it is that the King, our King, our Lord Jesus, wants us to do in our lives right now. And so it's no surprise that if we have paid attention to the knowledge and the power, that we then come to the action. And we heard our Lord Jesus say, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Where? All nations. Everywhere. There is no nation outside his authority. Go. Make disciples. Baptize. Teach. You will be my witnesses. There is so much work to be done. So many people who need to know him. So many people who need to know his love. So many people who need to receive his forgiveness. So many who need to have their sins washed away and to be helped to live the life that he offers. So many captives to be set free. So many sick to be healed. So many poor to hear the good news preached to them. All of this awaits. And as those hobbits led the others in overthrowing those who were ruling their land and setting things right again, So we too have the opportunity to do that in cooperation with our Lord Jesus in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. But we notice that to those disciples, having told them to go and do all these things, he said, but first, first wait. First go back to Jerusalem. First wait with the Virgin Mary in prayer. Wait and pray for when the Holy Spirit will be sent upon you. And so as we priests of this diocese were reminded a few weeks ago, we too very often have to start by waiting and praying, by asking, what will be the exact part that God has for us? What does he want me to do this week or today within this great project? What does he want you to do? What does he want St. Martin's Parish to do? The kingdom is being implemented But what exactly will be our part? And we may first have to wait and pray and listen to find out what it is that he wants us to do with this knowledge, this power, to take action, to bring about his kingly rule. But we know the disciples did not have to wait long. It was only ten days later that the promised Holy Spirit would come upon them on the feast day of Pentecost. Pentecost. 